Hey, Adam. What's up? Do you like uh, city life? I do like city life, yeah. The beer or the lifestyle? <laughs> Both. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice and occasional humor coming at you. <laughs> Very occasional. Very occasional. For uh, those who Subjective. don't know what City Life beer is, that's a St. Louis thing. Man. That's right. That's right. Big shout out. Keep yeah. on brewing. <laughs> Four hands. Yep. Uh, okay. So today we have a question about City Life, uh, about small city life. This that's is from right. our listener, Austin. Austin says, hey guys, first of all, I love listening. Wait, sorry. I got to stop you there. You said from listener Austin, but I see Austin. Is that correct, or is that a typo? We don't want to... Are you publicly shaming my... <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying, from listener Austin. It's Austin. Okay. Man, Austin. this guy. Oh, okay. you fixed it. Okay, good. Okay. Carry yeah. on. Carry is that on. better? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he says, hey, guys. First of all, I love listening to your podcast. My wife and I got a lot of laughs out of your seven reasons... Your spouse hates jazz episode. <laughs> Funny, because my wife and I got a lot of laughs. Yeah, I got kicked out of my house. Are you, I'm in the doghouse since that episode. But Keep up the good work. Okay, Austin <laughs> says, I have a question that I'm hoping you can shed some light on. We recently moved to a smaller city that doesn't have a thriving or even medium-sized jazz community. I've met a couple of other jazz musicians in the area, and we all want to spread the love and appreciation of the music. What are some ways we could try to grow the appreciation for the music within the community, besides throwing the real book at audience members during open mic jam <laughs> wow. sessions. I mean, throwing at them like figuratively <laughs> I think, or, or I physically? think literally throwing a real book at which could <laughs> maim someone, let's be honest. I mean, that's like jazz police. That's taking jazz police to Woo. a new level. I mean, you're not going to make a good impression on the no. townies if you do <laughs> townies. That. Yeah, you might, you might have a good old-fashioned book burning the next day of real books if you <laughs> try to do on, that. on what small city you move to. Okay, well, first of all, Austin, thank you for the question. But I'm just thinking you couldn't be in that small of a city if you're like there's several me and several if you've already met several other jazz musicians. Real small cities have no jazz musicians. Uh, absolutely you true. Know, they don't even allow them, much less have them. <laughs> so you're I don't know. Um maybe not totally what some people are thinking of a small city. But I understand. I mean, not New York, not Chicago, not LA, yeah, not yeah. Paris, not yeah. Tokyo. For I was sure. thinking, yeah, maybe Austin's from Tokyo, and he just like moved to Detroit <laughs> or something. And like, yeah, that's not a small <laughs> yeah, that's city, a smaller, right? yeah. And I mean, I may, maybe he's also talking about small jazz city. You know, and some that's places true. are fairly big uh, populations, and and I, I don't want to speak out of turn because I could be totally wrong. I'm thinking like Boise, Idaho. It's not a teeny city, yeah, but it may not have a big jazz infrastructure. But that might be the kind of place where you meet a couple of jazz musicians, and they might be good too. And so it's like, you know, how do you make that, how do you have an impact? And I think part of his question, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrongly interpreting this, uh, my brother Adam, but I think he's also maybe t asking about some, some audience development in a smaller city. Like how do you build an audience and appreciation and then which could lead to more gigs, which could lead, lead to a better infrastructure for musicians? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I love, we're, we're in St. Louis, Missouri here, and I love St. Louis, but you know, St. Louis in and of itself is a medium-sized city, and right. it's definitely a medium-sized jazz market. And yeah. we have some similar struggles here, maybe not at this this level, but, you know, and even though we have a, a great jazz history, we have good players. Obviously, yeah. Peter Martin lives here. Like, we have good players that are here. Um, but it is something that the, play, the local players here, we struggle with as yeah. far as, like, you know, not everybody in the city knows what jazz is. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. And there's not a, there's, we have, we're lucky, very, very lucky to have 
a few really good jazz clubs. Yeah. And that helps big time because yep. we have people that are out there promoting the music. But I think we can we can speak on this a little bit just from our experiences here in St. Louis yeah. because it's not New York. It's not Chicago. No, but you know, it's funny. I'm constantly getting in traveling, you know, people saying, oh, where are you from? St. Louis. Oh, jazz. Yeah. Birthplace of jazz. And I'm like, I mean, part of it, there is an incredible history that's outside. Scott Joplin's house down the street. Right, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Ragtime truly was born in this area. I mean, not just here, but I mean, this, you know, there's no richer history for that. And I mean, if you're talking about jazz trumpeters, you know, the lineage and the quality we have, it's un un. Uh, unparalleled except for maybe new orleans you know yeah but it's funny that people's impression is like man this is jazz and really we talk about this a lot it's more of a now and and even historically more last 50 years blues town there's 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 big a big time. blues appreciation and, and infrastructure which does kind of you know overlap some with jazz and they kind of help each other in a way but here's the thing austin is that chances are no matter how big your city is and how big the jazz scene there are plenty of people in that city that love this music. You just don't know them yet. Yeah. You know, there are fans out there who love records, who right. love this music, who probably play this music that you haven't found yet. A um, friend is just a, a, a stranger <laughs> you haven't met. <laughs> a smile is just a frown turned upside <laughs> down. Come on now. <laughs> uh, so, you know, my first piece of advice for you is to get a regular jazz gig somewhere. Mm. Start your own thing. Um, Every week. I think that's the crucial part. And yep. let people know this is where jazz happens in the city every single week. Yeah. And get the best players you can there every week. Yep. If you want to open up the last set as a jam session to get really people in the community there, do that. But do it on a weekly basis. Get But have an know, audition process for that. No, no. <laughs> Make well, sure maybe. everybody can play so you're not playing a bunch of crap up there. But yep. you know what I'm saying? You are kind of the ambassador for this right now. So make sure you're presenting this music in a way that's most effective. But find a local, you know, club owner, bar owner, restaurant owner, someone who loves the music, someone who's willing to take a chance on having some live music. Try to have a weekly jazz gig. And I'm not talking about like a brunch gig where you're playing like background music. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about like Get some heavy hitters, yep. play the music the way it's meant to be played, yep. swing it like crazy, yep. if that's what you want to do, and like really go for it like you're in Greenwich Village in New York. You know what right. I mean? And show people what the music can be, and I guarantee you, you will attract a crowd. Yes, and I think, and you might have to build it. You might but, have to build it, but, but if do you, it. I really believe, uh, I agree with you, and I believe in the whole, if you build it, they will come. In this instance, I think for a lot of things, not so much, but... The wonderful thing about this music, and look, most people listening to this podcast, most likely, you know, we're preaching to the choir. Yeah, we've sold you already. We don't <laughs> yeah. have to sell you. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's the great thing about jazz in general for people that are appreciative of any kind of like live music or culture. The music sells itself. So oh. what you just have to do is, as Adam, you so, you know, uh, so so nicely put is just like be consistent so that people have a reason to want to come to to you. So like, it's just like if you open up a coffee shop, you don't necessarily have to like put a sign out that says coffee, a great beverage that'll perk you up and smells good and is tasty. No, you just have to say coffee shop when you're open, be consistent and have a good quality. People are already sold on coffee, you know, and if they're not, they'll come in. Oh, what is this? And they'll try it and be like, oh, this is kind of nice, you know, or maybe they don't. Maybe it's not their thing. But I mean, the, the music's always there. Lean on the, the, the history of the music, the live music aspect, which we know and preach is so important. That's when it said it's most exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, another thing I'm, I'm thinking of and I'm kind of inspired we're across the street here from a great jazz institution here which is yes. jazz st louis yep. uh, who runs the the biggest jazz club here in st louis jazz the bistro but they also have an incredible education program yeah run by our friend phil dunlap and something that you can do on your own you don't need a big institution austin 
if you have players who are hungry to spread this love, as you say, you can get gigs in like elementary schools, in middle schools, you know, put together a show about the history of jazz, its cultural impact on your community. If yep. there are jazz musicians from your region, there probably are, yep. you know, no matter what region you're in, or even just the, the cultural impact on America yep. and put together a little program, like an educational program right. that you can take into schools. You will literally spread the love to kids who, you know, maybe most won't care or they'll just go on the next thing, but you could hit one, two, three kids who really are impacted by that, maybe one of them picks up an upright bass. You know, maybe one of them yeah. starts listening to Thelonious Monk. Like, these are things that uh, can really make an impact. Bonus, you get some money for the gig. Exactly. And sometimes those kids go home and tell their parents, oh, guess what happened at school today? It was That's this right. cool jazz thing. You That's know? right. You're like, wow, okay, I want to check that out. It works uh, that way, too. One more thing I'd like to just add, um, something that you said made me think of this, Adam, and that is, I, I think some good advice for you is once you get that regular gig going or you're going and playing for the kids, really think about the quality of your music, but think about as you're building up an audience and maybe potentially new jazz appreciators in your small to mid-sized community, um, play, you know, concentrate on some good old-fashioned toe-tapping, really hard-swinging. I'm thinking of the great Christian McBride, like he always talks about you know, you know, this band that I've been playing in his for like going on the last 10 years called Inside Straight that kind of comes together sporadically now. But one thing that he wanted to do with that band was just play. I, I'm trying to remember what he calls it, like feel, not feel good music or down home, but basically just stuff that people want to snap their fingers to. Totally. And, and when we were younger, we were just like, nah, man, we're angry, young <laughs> jazz musicians. You better get with us, you know. But it's the same kind of stuff we want to listen to. You know, totally. we're talking about like Horace Silver, you know, Lee Morgan, Lou Donald. I mean, that stuff. Feels, everybody good. <laughs> feels great. Audiences love it. And I was going to say, um, it is deceptively challenging to play right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not watering things down at all. No way. Man. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with getting to the more esoteric and the avant-garde. That's all great and and stuff. But I mean, as you're building up, you know educate your audience not in a jazz police kind of way but in in terms of you're bringing them in you know you, you like give them something a little easier to grab onto it's not simplistic it's just easier to to start your appreciation level at give them some real pretty ballads you know just stuff that's grooving and then you can start putting a little bit of more challenging stuff the same way we put sets together i mean it's the same thing but cultivate that audience with what you're giving them and i think that you'll have some nice uh, some some nice results it's great i love this question uh it's an ongoing going process always good luck with it austin you know yeah. let us know how it turns out and uh yeah anything else Pete? uh i don't i don't think so we, we are occasionally still asking for those seven star reviews oh, just, we do like just seven as a, you stars. know just as an old old school thing you know uh apple we've actually been talking with them we finally got a response from them and it was just a one word response which i was surprised we'd sent all these emails we'd called up cupertino and saying like <laughs> we the the rating system is broken <laughs> we have we have fans out there trying to give six and seven stars, but they always show up as five stars on the iTunes reviewing system. We've had fr fans give as many as like ten and a half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was the infinite one. Remember the solar system? Mm, is, that's is, just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So we kept asking Apple, no response. They're a notoriously tight-lipped company. Finally, you know, one of our questions was, can you open up the star system? And they answered, no. That was it. Just two letters in the email. So for now, you got to do five, but. We we know we know what your your intent is felt mm -hmm. here in the pod cave very warmly and we appreciate the love you're giving us. Yeah, you know, go to uh, you'll hear it dot com if you want to 
keep up with us if you want to ask us a question if you want to leave us a voicemail i see you're on your computer that doesn't look like you'll hear it.com no was, are you checking your email there <laughs> no, buddy? I'm not. I was just had a tab open that i, I shouldn't have had open That's uh good. you can get a t-shirt you can leave us a voicemail yeah. you can ask us a question t-shirts might is, be a, a, like a nice little early um I don't know for the podcast jazz lover in your life that could be we got any spouses out there listening a little holiday yeah for the for the husband wife girlfriend boyfriend you know come on out wear it to your thanksgiving dinner right <laughs> man maybe we'll do like a you'll hear an ugly christmas sweater promotion could so we do that I do that all winter long anyway okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice well until tomorrow you'll hear it <laughs>